Yeah, February has been uh, interesting. Do we do we want to do Oscar talk? I feel like yeah, you I might mean, be chopping like, it a bit. I feel like we owe it to our listeners who <laughs> heard us talk about it for so much that I'm sure they are dying to find out what my thoughts are. Um, listeners, if you follow me on the Twitters, you already saw my hot takes on Monday, so I will try to do a summary of um, of it. Uh, well, did you wait, did you watch the Oscars? Did you and Tara watch? No. Like not at all? No. Oh. <laughs> I just think there wasn't anything this year I really cared about. Like I think I kind of did some stuff afterwards. I saw Olivia Coleman's speech, which was fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched Lady Gaga's speech, which was fine. Like I just didn't I'm not I'm not a big Oscars guy anymore. Oh, okay. Well, um I will make this very short and sweet. Um, no, go for it. I'm I'm well, not our audience. <laughs> Okay, well, I uh, I don't think we need an Oscar host. I don't think we need to worry if we don't have a host. I think, mm-hmm. if anything, we saw that you don't really need one. You just kind of need somebody to keep the show moving, and I feel like the announcer lady did that. That being said, <laughs> it felt a little rushed sometimes, where it was just like, award, 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 award. And I was like, ah, wait, where are we on the ballot? Mm-hmm. Um, Olivia Coleman's speech was fantastic. I had I did not care who won Best Actress. Um, right. And, I've, I've at least seen the favorite, so I was like, "Yay!" And her speech was so so good. Um, maybe uh, we should vote for people based on the the quality of speech. Okay, <laughs> exactly. I loved at the end when she just goes, "Lady Gaga!" Like doesn't like really thank Lady Gaga. Just points <laughs> yes. out that she, she <laughs> exists and is there. Yes. She just starts calling out names of people she sees. She's like, Francis, Sam. My friends and I said we are now going to just like end conversations with Lady Gaga and blow kisses. <laughs> she was she was great. She's I mean, I followed her for a little bit just because she's been in some. She was in, I think, Hot Fuzz is when I first she kind of came on my radar. Oh, but who is she in Hot Fuzz? She's one of the the cops in the little town. Like okay. you would, you, she would never have stuck out to you. Okay. But she was also on a show called Broadchurch, which I watched the first season of, and Tara's watched as, more of. As did I. I know her from Broadchurch. Yes. Um, I need Tara to let me know if I need to watch more of Broadchurch because I thought it ended very well and then was like wait i don't i don't necessarily need more broad church but did you see just season one or yes yes uh, tara's I, liked what she's seen so i think there was a little bit of a gap like of time between like between when season one and season two came right. out so season two like, kind okay. of deals with like there's another thing that happens but it's also the fallout of season one and so yeah that's so it's interesting um, I don't have no idea what season three is about. I don't know. Oh my gosh, there's a season three. Well, and she's also going to be in The Crown. I mean, she's going to have a good year. Oh yeah, she's going to be the queen, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I was, it was, Tara was a little disappointed in that because she liked Claire Foy so much as the queen, but. I know, I know. <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's interesting that they, they decided to do that to just get completely new actors rather than just age everybody, but. I mean, British television has some kind of things that they don't, that are different, like, like broad churches like they did a season and then they just went away for a while and they came back for another season and they went away like they do stuff like that all the time they do you know like they've got a history with doctor who of just going now there's a new doctor yeah yeah so it's 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 a culture that's not necessarily that they're okay with if if all of a sudden like actors change and things like that yeah it's it's true it's true i feel like british audiences go with the flow a little bit more than american mm-hmm. audiences do because we're the ones who are like but really where's the crown where's the new season <laughs> um let me see i'm trying to think about other oscar hot takes i had i i, I mean i was kind of honestly underwhelmed a little bit by the whole night um i'm not going to belabor why green book shouldn't have won because i think a lot of, a lot's been written about it and everybody kind of knows I, if anything, the only take I haven't seen that I've had is that I think it was just a very highly funded made-for-TV movie that accidentally ended up in the Oscar <laughs> race. Um, it's reminding me of like a Hallmark Hall of Fame that you see during the holiday season right. um, on like CBS on Sunday nights, which I love those movies. So don't get me wrong, but do I think any of those movies should have been nominated for Oscars? Well, okay, I take it back. A few should have. That would not have been one of them. So, um, um. yeah. I just kind of got turned off by the whole thing because very early on I got on Twitter and there was a bunch of my friends who were like hate watching it. Like just like I'm going to be snarky and I'm going to put like everything they, they tweeted was like a snark tweet. And I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like if you mm-hmm. don't want to watch it, it's not required. It's like the same people who sit there when the Super Bowl rolls around and all they can talk about is how stupid like football is. And yeah. I get some of that. But at the same time, like 
are, are you at a Super Bowl party that you don't want to be at? Do you need someone to come get you? Like, why are you? Why, who hurt you? Why? Yeah. Like, like, like just, just don't watch it. Because that's what I did. I went. This. I went. I'm not big into the Oscars, and then I think I played video games all night. It's fine. You literally just said, "Don't watch it if you don't want to," and then I said, "And I didn't," and you're like, "Ugh." I just. I. You met other people, not me. I have to do what you want me to do. I. I feel. I, let me put it this way. I think a lot of people, if they came to my Oscar party, would enjoy their evening. Right. I, Oscar bingo and like ballots and stuff. I don't. I don't know. I. I get a lot of joy out of the show. So. I don't dislike the Oscars. I just don't want to watch them by myself. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it for this my This is a Oscar weird time. take. You have a very, you're having a very strange reaction to me not liking something. I, well, because I feel like you, we've talked about the Oscars a lot. So I feel like this is suddenly like a revelation of like, oh, by the way, I don't like that thing we've talked about. It's, like mostly the, it's mostly the newest <laughs> ones. Um, I, you know, I like the old ones and stuff like that, but like, I don't know if it's an exposure to like a lot of the kind of behind the scenes stuff yeah. or if it's, you know... It's it's we we've we've grown intellectually as a culture, so now I feel like I can't watch anything without being like, well, that's really not speaking to this lifestyle yeah. or this this ethnic group or blah blah blah. So it's hard for me to you know, there was ignorance is bliss, and that may be part of it. And now I've also it's just like, I don't watch a million movies a year, so I don't know everything that's going on. So that might have been part of it. Is I also didn't know like I didn't see Green Book, I didn't see uh stars where i didn't see hardly anything but so that's i mean that's part of it i don't want to really watch a, 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 a an award show for things i haven't seen because it's like what was your best movie of 2019 and it's like the spider verse movie huzzah which won an oscar <laughs> yes for best animated but like i would have yeah. just been like everything it was great yeah that's, that's did you fun. see that one or is that just not in your wheelhouse uh I, neither it's I don't I I actually have tried to go see it a few times and just gotten like waylaid by something else um, <laughs> and, and gotten shown away at the door. Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> not today. Um. So no, I haven't seen it, but I'm not against seeing it. Um. It's just always been like you know, the theater it sets a little too far away mm-hmm. or whatever. Also, I would just like to say you've been frozen pretty much this entire time, so like That's I get fine. no as facial long, expressions or as anything. Long as you can hear me. <laughs> it's just really funny because <laughs> like what you're saying just doesn't match your facial expression which is right this. i can get like really angry or really like yeah you could like, mm, whatever silly face um well you want to go ahead and get started yeah first of all um happy anniversary of the first episode <laughs> we recorded apparently thanks that's Facebook. crazy yeah I, was that the first one or i don't know it's got to be the first one I, I i know it was not february when we first started recording I know, one year of doing this. Wow. It, it, it was funny, because if you would have asked me, I'm like, oh, God, we've been doing this forever. But the second you said a year, I'm like, oh, it still, it still feel like it's been a year. Well, and I, I feel like we're making some progress. We're almost at the end of season three. I know. We, we've taken some time off throughout the year, so, yeah. Um, so yeah. But wow. I feel like we should officially start with our uh, Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs, and if you've been here for a full year, you know what we're about. If this is yeah. your first episode, we get together, we talk about Frasier, with uh, Laurel being the resident uh, expert in all things uh, KACL Seattle, and I am a, uh, she's a longtime listener, and I am a first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> um, but today we're talking about uh, two episodes from season three, uh, 16 and 17, correct? Look Before yes. You Leap and High Crane Drifter. Yes um yeah uh do you have a netflix one for look before you leave or do you want me to try and establish um, my own <clears throat> since i just watched them while well, i don't have it up i remember <laughs> what it was it was like on leap your day fraser encourages everyone in his life to take a leap and do something new that's pretty much it uh i'm yeah. ex- i'm excited to have a leap year day episode of something i can watch on leap year day <laughs> so i and here's here's a question i have is leap your day a big deal to you no but I, I think it's want it to be a big deal, and then I never end up doing anything about it. I I don't think about it like I just kind of go, oh, it's leap your day. I, the only it's just funny that it's kind of a joke because I, I I realized as I was saying this, I was like, it's so nice to have a television show that 
represents Leap Year Day. Have you ever seen the 30 Rock where they have the Leap Year Day? No. There's a 30 Rock where the whole idea is nothing counts on Leap Year Day. You can do whatever you want. It's not a real day. And then in the background, wherever she goes, there's a television, there's a the broadcast premiere of this fake movie that Jim Carrey was in uh, called Leap Year or something. But it's like, it's it's weird because they present it as if there are these leap year day ho- uh, traditions that everyone has always done. Like in the real world, mm-hmm. Leap Day William. Leap Day William is a guy who wears like all yellow and blue and has like a top hat and a thing and he throws candy at, at people who cry for him or something. But like it's they just keep presenting it like, don't you know about this? Uh, Liz and she's like I grew up in a leap day free family so that's like their way of being able to explain it to her <laughs> like we didn't celebrate this and they're like oh you don't know all the traditions but they present it like it's the real world and we should all know what these traditions are so there's a Jim Carrey movie that they keep showing scenes of in the background of Jim Carrey slowly tur- it's like the Santa Claus only with this fictional leap day character <laughs> it's so weird and it's all weird stuff like he lives at the bottom of the Marianas Trench and so like Jim Carrey starts growing gills and, like, a mustache. It's so bizarre. But uh, it's just, true, it's... true story, the Marianas Trench really scares me. Oh, really? It's like, so just deep. the idea it's of it? It's so, yes, it's so deep. Do you have, like, the opposite of a fear of height? Do you have a fear of depths? I, I, but I have a fear of heights, too. Like, if someone says something that's too philosophical, you're like, it's too deep. And you start, <laughs> it's too deep. Yeah, no, I'm not just I, I didn't mean to tangent that but like the Marianas Trench is like really really scary to me like if I read the Wikipedia page I'm like ah have you never have you never seen 30 Rock in its entirety oh no no oh. I've seen like half the first season and the occasional episode here and there oh did you know I think we have talked about this you just didn't get into it I I did I didn't know I, I feel like it's the yesteryear version of the good place for me where it's like I tried guys mm. <laughs> um yeah but if you're looking for a less silly Leap, leap day, leap year day episode. I'm excited for this one. I, I really, really liked this episode. I, I thought it. I thought this was like one of those classic sitcom episodes where they would take some sort of premise that any sitcom could really take and run with, mm-hmm. but that, that they do really well. Yeah, it like was. This could have easily been an episode of Friends. Yes, it was. A very simple premise, but, like, I was kind of watching it this morning, and I just, I, I kept finding myself laughing out loud at many, many parts of it. Um, I, uh, I also, this is one of those things where I remembered a very, I remembered a very small section of the plot and couldn't remember what episode it was in. I forgot it was the Buttons and Bows episode where he was right. inside the PBS telephone. I, uh, I was also impressed that considering a very large portion of the, the plot was devoted to Niles is horny... And somehow didn't seem too, too out of place. Well, and also he like wasn't really hitting on Daphne. Yes. Well, there was you he know, made one was, comment. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean he hit on Roz. Like it was just obvious. That, that was like, hilarious. Anything that moved. I mean he he was you know intoxicated by the mud flaps on a truck. So. Yes. <laughs> I I like that whole theatrical bit. The 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 plot we're talking about, listeners, is. The whole point of Leap Day is take to, to Fraser is it's a it was a beautiful day in Seattle, which is also funny because they're like it's eighty and we you know oh what wonderful wonderful uh, thing called that and Martin's like thanks global warming yeah and I was like Ugh, we're all gonna no one's gonna survive on this earth in one hundred forty years anyway <laughs> but uh, Fraser's like everyone should go out and try something you know like take a leap do something. You wouldn't normally do because it's it's leap year day. But the other thing is, uh, Maris is is kind of calling Niles up for a booty call, which seems a little out of place for Maris. But I'm willing to let go because, good lord, this whole I thought this plot was funny, and Fraser's trying to talk him out of it, and Niles is like, "I haven't had sex in six months. You've only been separated for three, and your point is, <laughs> but." Uh, I just, I just thought the whole bit with, with, with Niles, like, excuse me, Fraser being very, you know, trying to convince him not to do this, and Niles just started getting, like, he's very, very thirsty for just anything that walked by, like, Roz walked into the booth, and she, he was like, Roz, it's so nice, has anyone ever told you? He just starts following him out, and (laughs) Fraser, like, gets him and brings him the other way, 
But then the part where he goes out past the window. There's a lot of window humor in these two. Yeah, there is. In this episode. When he goes out and the woman goes the other way, starts following her. And and Fraser just lightly grabs a cup of water and as Miles goes by, just throws it in his face. There's some good physical comedy in this one. This one and the next one both had some good physical comedy in them. Um, I thought Martin, so Daphne's leap that she's going to take is that she's finally going to cut her hair because she's been complaining about her hair for, for yeah. so long. And I was like, she could do with it. Maybe she could get her hair cut like Princess Diana, which I was like, oh yeah, I guess Princess Diana was still alive when this episode aired. Um, Martin's impression of Daphne's complaining was so spot on. It was so good. It almost sounded like I wasn't really looking at the screen at one point. And I was like, wait, is that Martin or is that Daphne? Like he was, I... and it, it was just like, ooh, me hair, what if... <laughs> you know that that's something Remy Moon used to say? Yeah. Oh it's so like Daphne. Well, I mean, because literally it was written, it was <laughs> it was probably some unused Daphne lines they had laying around. But I mean, even, even his delivery, his oh, delivery yeah, yeah, yeah. and his accent and everything. I mean, it was mm-hmm. one of those times where I was like, God, John Mahoney's a really good actor. Yeah, it was really good. Speaking um, of everybody, you should check out John Mahoney and Primal Fear, where he plays a villain. Um, is that the one with uh, Richard, Richard Gere? Gere? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Tara. I know now that Laurel has said it, you might actually watch it, but I have told you to watch this movie. Yeah, it's. I think it's. Is it? I was confused. By Edward Norton. I it's think Edward Norton's first role, okay. and yes, by Norton's that I mean role. first role, like his first non-stage yeah. role. And I think he was nominated for an Oscar for it. Yes, it's really good. Um, I Dormand is in it. Man, that movie is just. It's funny. I don't remember anyone high. else other than Ed Norton. It's piled high with like famous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Francis McDormand. She plays like a psychologist. Anyway, um, I going back to Niles for a second. <laughs> confesses to Frazier he's been paying women to touch him. Yes. And Frazier's like, oh, Niles. And he's like, manicurist, pedicurist, facialist. Yes. You see a well-groomed man, you can bet he's not getting any. Yeah. <laughs> and Frazier's like, he says, well, whatever, Frazier, you haven't had sex in a while. He goes, oh, I, I'm doing just fine. <laughs> and he's like, your cuticles say differently. <laughs> your cuticles speak volumes. That was one of my LOLs. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of good ones in this one. I, I, Whereas this one wasn't really like a, anywhere close to a VIE or, you know, really did a whole lot. Like, I, this is one that if someone was like, hey, what Frasier episode? Like, if I was like, I was like, watch this one. Like, this would be a good, like, if it was on, I would stop that and watch this one again. Yeah, everybody kind of has good parts in this episode. Yeah. And um, so what Frasier's leap that he decides to do is instead of performing buttons and bows like he normally does at the PBS telephone, he's going to sing a very challenging aria that he has never sung outside the shower. And then he chickens out at the last minute and decides to sing buttons and bows and he forgets the words. <laughs> I kid you not, last night I had a dream that I was in like college or maybe high school or some community theater, who knows. I had you had to audition by singing, but the band would pick the song and just hand you the words. It, it was basically like karaoke where you had no control over the song you were going to be given, and also they wouldn't check if you knew the song or not. And so that's what happened. They kept just handing me songs. So it would be like, "You're going to sing Cowboy Dance," and I would be like, "I don't know this song." Have- and- at one point, I I actually made up words, which is, I know this is going to sound wrong. I can't help it. I don't know this song. And I was actually really proud of myself. <laughs> Have you ever, do you ever, you never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? No. There's a whole episode about like dreams and nightmares becoming real. And it starts off kind of like one character walks into class and suddenly he's not wearing any clothes and stuff like that. But the one, uh, the, the uh, Allison Hannigan character who's kind of like a... Willow? A, yeah, Willow. I don't, I don't know how familiar with it. Willow... Uh, I, I was, I'm just proud of myself that I knew like I know like three characters' names from that show. Willow, she she's going somewhere, someone grabs her, she's like, they're like, what are you doing? You're on in two minutes! And she's like, what? And they're like changing her into these clothes. And they're like, you gotta get on, you gotta do it. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. They go out, they go out and it's she's in front of like a big audience. And what? there's a, a like Italian opera singer and he just starts singing like... And doing like all the words, and then he looks at her, and like she just looks around, like, ah. like she doesn't know what to do. And then he starts looking around, and he looks really embarrassed, and he starts singing again. But it's just, and he looks at her, and she just like stares. And I was like, it's such a relatable dream. 
oh man i i'm like i wonder what i would do in that situation i'd probably just start singing hamilton <laughs> i would go <laughs> I know I'm, it all really well. like in real life i'd be like like as they were pulling me on stage, I would stop and be like, there has been a mistake. And if they put me on stage, I would just say, ladies and gentlemen, I am so sorry. I don't know what this is. <laughs> like, yes. like, in real life, you would do it. But, like, when you're in your dream, you're like, oh, this has to be done. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's why, rather than say no to the band, I shall pick the song or give me some songs to choose from to audition. Yes. <laughs> Instead, I just kept trying to make up the words to songs they were giving me. The sheet music too. That was not helpful because I also can't read music. So, uh, I enjoyed Roz's leap, which was she had met someone on the bus, mm-hmm. and then Fraser was and she'd gotten off the bus too early, and so Fraser was encouraging her to reach out on uh, over the air and and find him, which is funny because Fraser saying like trying to get Roz to chime in like. Roz, do you have anything to say? <laughs> I also really like that quote he said, which is something like it's uh, like you write things down with something in pen the the worst words written or it might have been i was like oh what a good quote well then the last one was women over the age of 32 <laughs> are more likely to die in a terrorist attack than get married which just okay. can't be possibly be true no it's one of those old it, that's that's like some stat that's like from the early 90s yeah um luckily with terrorist attacks increasing i was about to say <laughs> It's either women are getting married older, also we're more prone to terrorist attacks. Hooray! This is an off we're living in the awful dimension. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that guy shows up eventually, they find uh they find him over the air, and they do another situation where they're in the window behind him, and apparently he's like, I was real nervous about you talking about it over the air, and she goes, Oh yeah, really? He goes, Yeah, because my wife's a listener to the show, but I still want to go out with you. I'm like, uh yeah, I uh, I remember as soon as that as that came as that plot line came up, I was like, oh, I remember this. Um, it's funny though because I feel like if I didn't live in D.C., I would say this would never happen. You would never be taking the bus and meet somebody. But in D.C., everybody takes the bus <laughs> or like public transit. So I was like, oh, actually, that is something that would that would happen here in D.C. <laughs> yeah, or like the metro. I think I had a, a friend. Like I've, I I I know. Like, every friend group has a story where someone's going on a date with someone they met on a form of public transportation. <laughs> like, I think everybody has knows somebody or, like, knows somebody once removed from somebody who has been, like... Because I've heard it a couple times, but I know the, uh, it, it was our group of friends. And one of them was like, I'm going on a date with a girl I met on the Metro. And then, like, someone's like, oh, yeah, I had a friend who did that. Like, it's, like, it's it's not usual, but it's not... It'd be weirder here in Austin where there's not a whole lot of public transportation. I just, it was, the, the whole, like, married guy thing was just interesting. Today I also watched an episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they kind of, it's the most recent one where they're talking a lot about, like, pretty much how much it sucks to be a woman in general. And I'm like, how often does that, does that happen? I feel like I know a lot of people who have the same story where it's like, they start dating someone and find out they're married or something like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Ugh, that's the worst. I can't imagine. There's um, the, 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 they weren't married, but for a while, one of my old roommates um would go out with a guy like a few times, and then like the like third or fourth time they were supposed to go out, the guy would be like, "So I feel like I need to tell you." Oh my that. god! And, and one of them was that the guy had just moved in with his girlfriend. Um, and then another one was just the guy was like, I'm, I've actually been seeing somebody for, you know, off and on for like six months and it's now getting kind of serious. So, and I, so it got to the point where she got somebody and I would be like, are they dating anybody? Are they in fact single or are they dating someone else? I, uh, I was, I was just thinking like, oh, that's never happened to me. But then I remembered. So, uh, I dated someone for a while who that, well, it was, it was, it was, it was Chili's bathroom girl. Who, when we first started dating, I brought her back to her apartment, and I was kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll walk you up to your door. And she's like, no, don't. I'm like, why? She's like, well, my ex-boyfriend uh, still, like, we still live together, and he's still moving out. I just don't want to deal with it. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, trying to be understanding. What I didn't find out till like, near the end of the relationship was it wasn't her ex-boyfriend. <gasps> It was definitely her current boyfriend, and she was, like, she was, like, on the outs with him, but they hadn't really broken up yet. I was kind of not happy about that. Wait, I'm not frozen, right? No. 
Okay, good. So you saw my facial expression. Yes. <laughs> wow. That yep. is. Oh, no. She sucked. I hope she listens. You suck. That is. <laughs> that is. I, say, I, I sound like I'm admiring her. I want to say that's gutsy. But I'm like, I'm not admiring you, lady. <laughs> no, it like, was. It was that. I, I, it was. It was the other weird thing about it was is we had been talking, and I don't. I, I. I don't think we'd been on our first date yet, but I think we'd, like, set up like, hey, let's go on a date. But she worked someplace like a, a little cupcake bakery that I went to a lot of a lot, and I was we were out downtown, and she came in with like, a a couple of people, mm-hmm. and one of them was a dude, and I just saw her and I was like, oh cool, I should go talk to her. So I went over and we were talking. And she, like, that was her boyfriend. <laughs> and, like, she never introduced me to him. He was talking to somebody else, but she never, like, I, I just, blech. Wow. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like she was quite the catch. And, you know, is just. But, yeah, that whole thing, like, later, I was like, oh, I was party to somewhat of a cheating on someone. Yeah, I, I was party <laughs> but, to your infidelity. And so. I did not know that. Thank you. Well, anyway, um, times. I, uh, I, I, like I said earlier, I super dug this episode. Yeah, I, I, yeah. this is one where, like, if it was on a, in a rerun, I'd be like, oh, great, I'll watch this. Absolutely. Um, what do you, what did you, would you rank it? You know, I, I mean, I'd probably give it like six point five. Um buttered buns i remember when you used to give me crap for having half star rates I, yeah i know i the irony is not lost on me but <laughs> to me it's not quite a seven because i think it's a very forgettable episode but six is like too low mm. i dug it i give it seven bouquets of flowers being struck on a I almost did bouquets of flowers it's mine um I, I I liked it. I I this would be one that I'd tell someone like, oh, you should check out this one. Like, it's not a very special one, but it's definitely one that I'd be like, I think this is an easy one to hop in and see if, if you like it, you'll like Frasier. I feel like that's how I am about telling people what ep- my favorite episodes of Gilmore Girls. I know we just talked about my favorite episodes of Gilmore, or one of my favorites, but the ones I really like are ones that are not VIEs. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> ones I think really in, like encapsulate what the show's about in a really like succinct episode and are really enjoyable mm-hmm. so whatever people like like my my absolute favorite episode is like basically a throwaway from season two no yeah. season yeah season two one that no one ever really remembers it's never like it's my, it's my absolute favorite from the whole series so yeah hmm. uh well i got some good news we've got some viewer mail <gasps> uh this first one is from uh arushi uh, they write, hi, hope you are doing very well. We are one of the leading IT solutions and services provider companies. <laughs> we have strong, hold on, I think they've got some good things to say here. Okay. Um, just kidding. No, uh, we also oh. have, we also have one from Gary. Oh, yay! You know, other people you can write into, not that I don't love hearing from Gary, but like other people, you know, feel, feel free to write in with your musings. And this is actually nine days ago, so I don't feel too bad about it. Good job. One day I'll get around to checking our male pattern baldness bag. Uh, Hi, all. Love the podcast. Found it interesting that Laurel has done the podcast while having a glass of wine with no trouble, but but was much loopier on cold medication. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, Gary. Uh, Definitely related to Ryan this week. My wife also sleeps on the couch while sick. Uh, When she gets up, I spray Lysol on the couch. I think this stops me or anyone else from catching her cold, but she isn't a big fan of me following around with a can of Lysol. I prefer the guest room when I'm sick, so the good news is our master bre- master bedroom is always germ-free. Smiley face. Uncle Gary. Thanks, Gary. As always, we appreciate your, your feedback, uh, and I really appreciate your first comment about Laurel and wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, it's more like Laurel and cold medicine. Just... Well, it's Oof. funny. It's funny because I was thinking about this the other day. Is like I listen to podcasts all the time, and people and, and it's crazy to me, like, I always remember, I think, what the hosts say better than what they do, and then I'm on this thing, and I'm like, I don't know if I've said this, or I don't know what I rated this, but I can't remember anything from our own podcast. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm the same way about podcasts that I listen to, and they're like, and I think way back then, I'm like, no, no, that's not <laughs> what you said. <laughs> well, I love when they say everyone's probably screaming at their car, because that's what I do sometimes. Yes. 
Yes. They do that a lot in the West Wing Weekly. I, I, yell, <laughs> I, I yell at them a lot, and they're like, oh, we're, we're, oh, we're going to get so many tweets about this. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one we're talking about is High Crane Drifter, uh, episode 17. Uh, do you have a Netflix synopsis for this one? It, it, I was... Uh, uh, I, I remember it. It was like... Frazier's having a bad day. His parking spot was taken. He can't find a copy of How Green Was My Valley. And everything reaches a boiling point at Cafe Nervosa. Um, what do you think about this one? Um, I I remembered this one incorrectly um, when I first started. I was like, oh, it's one where X. And then that didn't happen. And I was like, oh, it's a different one. Um, this one actually resonated with me because I feel like a lot <laughs> of the things that were ticking Frazier off that were building up are things that happen every day in Washington, D.C. <laughs> right. Well, it was funny to me because it was just like, I think there were lighter versions of it, but I, the one thing that was funny to me is, is all the things that happened to him, I think when you confront someone, usually they like balk to it. Like when he's like, you just got that because I was going to get it. And it was, she's, I feel like in most cases, like, oh, I'm like maybe that's a Texas thing. Like if you said something, someone would be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," because heaven forbid someone be called out as being rude here. Yes, I I think being a Texan, you know, I call it my East Coast armor. Like you, we, you just people here can have a very like, yeah. Well, that's your problem, not mine. Yeah. Attitude about things. Well, that's in general. I've always talked about like I say that because West Coast, it's like people seem meaner and it's because they tell you exactly what they think of you, which is sometimes mm-hmm. like, I don't know who you are, whatever, get out of my face. And Texas, it's like, they'll always speak nicely to you, but man, will they say terrible things behind your back when you're not in the room. Yes. Or they'll, they'll do the like, uh, you know, insult disguised as disguised as a compliment to your face mm-hmm. and, and the worst bless your heart. Oh man. You're not going to get a big thing out of this, but we went and saw, just hear me out. We went and saw wrestling last night and there was a, woman named uh alibama who was the southern bell and she had a move where she was like bless your heart and then like slammed upon the ground and it got a big reaction um i kind of love that her name is alibama yes That's great she came out with like a shawl and like a fan it was like oh hello y'all like it was great she was really good that is really good I saw this on Tara's Instagram, so you're not yes. telling me anything i didn't already know well the, not about alibama but the, the bless your heart move was <laughs> I got like a big laugh out of a lot of the crowd. That's that's great. Yeah. Um, so uh, this one, I, so this one started off like I said, and there's a lot. It had it had to build up to like why Fraser is so mad, mm-hmm. and it just it just made me so it just annoyed me. Like I was just like, is this just gonna be like Fraser eating crap the whole time and everyone just like treating because that guy at the video store who kept picking up the phone while he was there like that used to drive me nuts back in the day but i feel like most places have kind of gotten away from that because mm-hmm. that I, you know i feel like if i wasn't honestly exposed to some of this behavior all the time and just have a high tolerance for it this would have mm-hmm. reminded me of have you ever seen the movie anger management with like jack nicholson and yes. adam sandler so i I haven't because I've only seen the beginning and the beginning upset me and stressed me out so much that I yeah. was like, I can't, I can't, I can't watch an entire movie about this. That's um, what this felt like to me. That, and that's the thing. I feel like if I did not already, like, if I was not so used to behavior like this, I would probably be like, oh, this is really stressed me out. And I'm like, oh, that's how people are. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It just bugged me. By the end, it got good. And I also liked when Frazier stood up for himself and threw that guy out. But I kept waiting for, like, I feel like a lot of these show, a lot of these episodes and a lot of Frasers, uh, a lot of Frasier episodes are, like, Frasier's hubris comes back to bite him. So I was, like, mm-hmm. waiting for this to end up being not in Frasier's favor. And and the fact that it did, the show ends kind of with Frasier getting the upper hand, mm-hmm. like, made me very happy. And I liked the way it ended. Yeah, I did, too, because... Well, especially because it was like Fraser's hubris did start to come back, you know, mm-hmm. and that the guy was like, I'm going to sue you. But then it's like, well, that's just like, that's a throwaway lawsuit. That's a nothing lawsuit that's going to, you know, waste time and money. So, mm-hmm. um, but I also love Niles, A, getting to stand up to him and then B, getting knocked around. Oh my gosh. That, that, the, the, the scene change card in between that said no actors were hurt. I was like, wait, what happens? In yeah. The next part? That's that what was I was like, so oh dear. Good. Um, 
I, I thought this one ended on much of a higher note than it began on. I also liked when Niles was like, Niles, it was so convincing. You have a tear in your eye. I landed on a fork. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Um, we also had a an embarrassment of riches in terms of celebrity callers in this episode. Oh, did we? I didn't even think about that. Because Frazier, you know, ends up taking a bunch of calls from people who have taken a leaf out of his book and are standing up to people who are annoying them. And you have people who are like, and I nailed a hundred scorpions to him. Or, and I took oh, the yeah. leaf lower and smashed it against the tree. And then, like, set someone's lawn on fire. So we just have, like, we don't get a lot of their names. It's just, like, person after person after person. Oh, um, man. Sure did. The, the first caller, for, at the very beginning of the show, she called in when Frazier was running legs. His parking lot had been, parking spot had been taken. Um the woman who had been having some obscene phone calls and she was like upset about them. First of all, why are you calling into a psychiatry radio show about that? <laughs> That's not like a mental health problem that you're having. That's that like... was, yeah, to call the police, but it was still yeah. a funny bit when he's like, uh, uh, uh. she's like, ah! just hung up. Um, that was Joan Allen who, um, I'm going to um, give, do an attempt now with that thing we said earlier. I'm going to try and show you my screen. Well, remember that you're frozen, so I can't. Oh, never mind. Well, go look up Joan Allen on IMDb right now, because the picture they have up for her is... Joan Allen is striking, and the picture they have up for her is not good. At IMDb, people need to do a better job of getting their agents to replace their, their photos on IMDb. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, let's see. Joan... She's in Room? I've seen Room. And... Oh, that's... Terrible. It's not a good photo of her... Like, Joan Allen is very good-looking, is a very good-looking woman. She's aged very well. Here's the other thing. I was like, I heard the name Joan Allen. I was like, oh, I think I know who that is. And then I saw his picture. I'm like, oh, maybe I don't know who this is. And I'm like, oh, no, this is Joan Allen. This is just a bad picture. Yeah. She's in some TV. Oh, that was in 2016. Well, she hasn't done anything in a few years. Joan. Yeah. Taking some, <laughs> apparently she's... Hopefully... Oh, I forgot she was in all those Bourne movies. Was she's she? She's so good in those, too. Yeah. She's good in those. She was in uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, which is a game I worked on. Well, I mean, do you know her then? No, I mean, she didn't come into the office. Oh. She did everything from it. Do I know her then? I, you know. Pleasantville. Uh, I feel like a lot of people know her from Pleasantville. Yes. Uh, okay, you want to go through the other ones? Yeah, so Joan Allen. That I, I think that most of these others were um, just like the the one after the other. Um, Jane Polly was one. Who's Jane Polly? Um, she used to host the Today Show. She's now she's a journalist. She's now on CBS Sunday Morning. She's the host. Um, she hosted the Today Show back before. Um, no, I'm sorry. She hosted Good Morning America, not the Today mm. Show. Um, back before like the the current people on. I think I think it was Good Morning America. Um. Jerry Orbach, who I hope needs no explanation. I know who Jerry Orbach is. Oh, okay. Yes. Remember, remember that you're frozen. So. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, Cogs, Eric, no, not Cogsworth. Uh, Lumiere. Lumiere, yes. <laughs> I, I, I am embarrassed by how old I was when I found out he was Lumiere. Like, uh, possibly in my 30. 30s. <laughs> yes, I think I was 30. <laughs> and um, as soon as you hear it, you go... Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're like, how did I not hear yeah, that yeah. before? Mm -hmm. Also, like, it's really hard for me to honestly find anything that Jerry, Jerry Orbach is in where I don't think he's absolutely wonderful. Like, I love him in Dirty Dancing. Love him in Dirty Dancing. Mm. So, and also, obviously, Lenny Briscoe from Law and Order. Um, Eric Idle. Former uh, Monty Python member. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. I thought he was Monty Python. Okay. Yes. Um, and then this is a real blast from the past, from Olympics past. Katarina Vitt. Oh, I don't see that one on, on, on mine. I have another caller. Oh. Do you have, do you have Chris? Um, I don't, but um, it's possible that I missed the first caller that they put up. Uh, it's Billy Barty. Oh, wait, I did. I did see that. I didn't realize that was, um, I didn't realize that was a caller. I thought that was a, a guest star. Uh, no, you would have known if you seen him because he's a famous uh, small small person. Is that how we what we say nowadays? Uh, little person. Little person. He yeah. uh, uh, a little person, a uh, a huge actor. Um, he was in Masters of the Universe, Willow, Legend. Uh, he's you know I mean there's only a certain amount of 
roles in the past for uh little little people actors but he was in a lot of stuff a lot of he did he did a bunch of that stuff and his voice i think if you heard his voice there's a chance you listen to a cart you watched a cartoon where he did a voice oh okay is he is he still alive or is he passed away i believe he's oh oh he passed in 2000 so he's been gone for a while oh okay um no he i i he in, in willow he is if you've this is more for other people because I don't know how big of a Willow fan you are. I, I, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Willow is is the movie with uh uh what is his name? Warwick Davis and he's the little person and he's fighting with Val Kilmer and it's like it's Ron Howard directed it and George Lucas wrote it. It was George Lucas's attempt at like essentially I want to do the Hobbit. You can't do the Hobbit. Well I'm gonna do Willow. Maybe it came out in like eighty eight. Uh, just for anybody who is a Willow fan out there, he is the sorcerer in the village of little people. What are they called in the movie? Because they can't call them hobbits. Like, it's so obvious that he, they went, that George Lucas went, I want to make the Hobbit in 1988. And he's like, well, I'll make my own. Because it's That's like. really funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's got little people like hobbits. Well, I mean, it's basically all the people that he had playing Ewoks and Jedi. Mm-hmm. He just pretty much got out the same people because at that point, that was the only before you know Peter Dinklage really. I mean, these people kind of paved the way in their own way because this is a movie that is the titular character is a little person, but he is still yeah. portrayed as a fantasy creature in some way. But then you have Peter Dinklage paving the way, and I think now we've got you know you see him in stuff where it's just like. That the the point of his character is not that he's small. Yes, yes, which is I was about to say is huge. <laughs> that sounds like a I joke. know. We're really having a hard time. We're gonna we're gonna drop this subject now. <laughs> Let's move on. But um no, but okay, you you were gonna be like, what made you think of this? But stick with me. Um last week you mentioned uh that like Bo Burnham not nominated for any Oscars for eighth grade so mm-hmm. at the writers guild when he won was like to all of you to the rest of the to all the losers in the category have fun at the Oscars mm-hmm. so um last night I was watching the big sick which I enjoy and I just like had it on in the background and I hit pause at one point and when you hit pause on Amazon it pops up all the actors in the scene and one of the actors was Bo Burnham I didn't know who Bo Burnham was oh yeah he was in that not only that he was in parks and rec so then i fell down a rabbit hole of like bo burnham and he's like 29 uh yeah well he got very famous from vine he did vine and youtube videos when he was still like in high school or something it was like he was 16 he was born in 1990 Mm -hmm. like he was 16 and getting famous off of youtube videos he was born after willow so he has really a good excuse for not seeing it no um no idea and he has been in a relationship and i think living with since 2013 the screenwriter for nick and Nora's infinite playlist which i love and she's like 40 i just i was like wow can i be y'all's friend he's uh if you want to listen to him on there's a, he he's done a bunch of interviews with pete holmes on pete holmes's podcast oh okay but he's like the third one he did is really good because okay. for some reason he's in a real salty mood and he starts going off on like <clears throat> kind of pop culture and like what it takes to be famous because he was made famous by youtube and then he's like well this is whatever the problem with youtube like for a 26 year old he sounds real old like and like this is, <laughs> but it's it's good it's like a it's it, it's a it's a very raw perspective on a lot of that stuff i found it really interesting but um, well, I just, I, it was one of those things where I just hit pause, like went to go, I don't know, get a drink or something. Mm-hmm. And I glanced back at the screen and it was like, Bo Burnham, CJ. And I was like, what? Um, so Bo and I think her name is Serena. Um, can I, can I be all's friend? Like I'm older <laughs> than Bo, but I'm younger than Serena. So like, can I be that cool like, middle ground friend? They're big we watch Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. <laughs> what a terrible friend. Hi, can we watch <laughs> your movie that you spent years on and probably sick of? That'd be like, what if you had a friend who wanted to come over and listen to this show with you? <laughs> oh, I would love that. No, I would be more, I'd be like, no, thank you. I can't. Like, if I come into the house and I hear Tara listening to it, I'm like, can I go in the other room? Or can you please turn that off if we're going to be in the same room together? Well, I, but I also think that people, like, don't want to listen to it with me there in case, I, in case, like, I don't think they're laughing enough or something. <laughs> so. The uh, funny part is, though, when I'm editing... Or listening, if you've edited the episode and I'm listening to it, I will laugh when I, like, 
in unison with my laughter in the podcast. I thought you were more like you were. It's like the good thing is this time I can hear my jokes fresh and laugh at myself. <laughs> oh, Laurel, you can. Mental <laughs> picture. <laughs> 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 Of you, like, in my mind, it's you, you're, like, you're, like, stirring some, like, pasta you're making for dinner, and it's just, this is on in the background, and then all of a sudden, you just hear it say something, you're like, mm, oh, and you just kind of, like, look and kind of keep going. Uh, <laughs> listeners, that's not what happened. <laughs> that is such a richly painted picture you have provided. <laughs> I just, I just thought this mental image of me be like mm, indubitably yes, yes. <laughs> like you're tasting the sauce and at the same time like you can't tell if your face is that was a good joke or man you really nailed this sauce Laurel <laughs> <laughs> so listeners who know me in real life if you want to come over and listen to <laughs> now I want you to do like a party like a listening party you're like everyone please I'll cook pasta it's just honestly like I feel like this could be okay so remember when we were talking about like the new Fraser Bean he starts a podcast oh yes this yes. could definitely be an episode where he does one and then forces people to listen to it while he's like <laughs> observing Yes. It's funny how slowly friends who listened originally have like confessed to me when they stopped listening. Right. Well, it's funny because I have a friend who just started. Oh, yeah. Did you see you have a friend who's like back at episode one? Oh, yeah. Hi, Adam. Yeah. If you've made it this far. Uh, yeah. He's like, he was, well, he, <laughs> um, I, how do you feel about this one? I, I, I'm, I, right. I, I feel like we've talked enough. Um, uh, okay, you're sick of me. I get it. Um, <laughs> no, I meant about this episode. I, I this is kind of like a this is probably got the solid six for me. Mm-hmm. It's not super memorable, but it does have its moments, so it gets more than a five. I would say. Um, <clears throat> Don't you steal it that, from me? Don't you steal it? Don't you steal it from me? Six what? I haven't even decided, but now I'm really worried. Okay. Uh, I think really hard about this episode. Um, oh, I bet I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Are you going to say six forks? No. Oh, I'm going to say six forks. I will say six red pairs of panties. Oh, that word. Because we completely forgot that. <laughs> that we did forget. Oh, that... Now this note that I wrote down makes sense. I wrote down <laughs> never change colors. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't separate things by colors at all. And I've never had anything change colors. I always kind of thought this was like an old wives tale or something they told you like if in you, college. If you wash it on hot with white, it'll be a problem. I wash all my colors together, but I wash them fairly like warm or cold. Um, so you gave this one six forks. Six forks, yes. Okay, I think I give it. I give it the same. It was. It was. It was good. It started off at like a four for me, and it ended pretty high. So, I think if you get all the way through it, it's good. Uh, if you've got uh, any opinions about this episode or the last one, if you've got uh, some uh, mail to send us, if whether you are or you aren't Uncle Gary, <laughs> feel free to send us some mail. Uh, we're craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. We're at Craniacs on Twitter. We have a Facebook page. Check that out. Craniacs. Search for Craniacs at Fraser Podcast. We're on Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Overcast, and iTunes. Give us a five star review. Uh, check out Overcast. I've really been enjoying Overcast. It's a good. It's a good app. It's almost like somebody else on this podcast recommended oh Overcast. My God, just complete need for just. I- just we all know you're the one who said it. I, I just. You, you, you were saying that like, huh, give us a five-star review. If you don't want to give us a five-star review, uh, Laurel has plenty of opinions of what you can do with your time. Have you ever thought about being a co-host on a Fraser podcast? Because I might be looking for a new one. <laughs> did, did, uh, I, did you see, see someone send me something that there's another Fraser podcast someone found? And I haven't well, listened to it yet, but I'm very upset. Well, yeah, there. We, I mean, we we knew this a year ago when we first started making it. There, there are a few out there. Mm-hmm. This is a like new there's one. one. They're catching oh, oh, up to us. It's a new one. I think it's a newer one. 
Okay, because there was one that had started a few years before ours, and they recorded some like I don't know, like ten or twelve episodes, and then there was that talks talk salad, and talk scrambled salad and scrambled eggs. I will yeah. send you this other one. I won't put it up on the Facebook page because how dare you even think about listening to another Frasier podcast? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, so what else you can do, folks, other than consider not replacing but joining and supplementing mm-hmm. um, the Frasier podcast is uh. I recommend delving into some of the young adult fiction of the past few years. Um, I have, like, as, as many of us are aware, like, The Hunger Games was young adult, Harry Potter's, you know, technically young adult. There's just been a lot of really good books in the past few years that are targeted to young adults. Did you just, like, put ice in the glass? Yes, because I had it in my mouth and I was going to chew on it, and then I realized that was a bad idea with the microphone on. So instead of turning the microphone off and doing it, I spit it back in the glass, and then I remembered I'm not frozen anymore. A lot of stuff has happened in the last few seconds. You, you are still frozen, by the way. Oh, okay. So yeah. is it just like, oh, you just heard me. Yeah, I heard, I heard oh. it. Oh, okay, that's how that's a fine-tuned my hearing is, that I knew exactly what that sound was. Um, anyway young there's just been some really good young adult fiction in the past few years back a few years ago i had the goal to read 50 books in a year and so i read some young adult books that year and one of my favorites for the whole year was called um eleanor and park which is by rainbow rowell and that's a young adult book um last year i read the hate you give which i didn't know was a young adult book and it turns out it is um and i just finished ready player one which is also um i believe it's a young adult i think um, that one's normal i mean it's written i think it's an all ages book but i mean it's marketed to young adults it is but it isn't because it's definitely trying to push for that 80s 90s nostalgia yes. pop yes um so have you you've read the book ready player one i'm not a fan of it oh, okay have you seen the movie ready player one i've seen parts of it yeah i really hated the movie <laughs> it changes the book completely like characters die in the book that don't die in the movie yeah. um like they live throughout the entire um I just, it's like they took the premise and we're like, this is going to be really hard to do to make this verbatim or even try to do any sort of justice. So we're just going to go our own way. But I mean, Spielberg does that with a lot of stuff. Like Jurassic Park, the movie is vastly different from the book. Let's see. I haven't read Jurassic Park, the book. So oh, Hammond, I, know, I, I the really old... enjoyed Ready Player One, the book. And hey, if you've got some suggestions for some good young adult books, why don't you give us an email and let us know what you think too. Yeah. Throw it up on the Facebook group. Um, always looking for new things to read and turns out that a lot of people ask me for recommendations. So I need recommendations to give people. So give me <laughs> things to read that I can then recommend and take all the credit for. <laughs> Very cool. All right, guys. Well, uh, until next time, thanks for listening. And I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye. <laughs> oh, I guess I should have said bye. <laughs>